The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome to the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast. I know I talk about personal things a lot, um, but this is definitely a personal episode for me. I recorded this after a wave of grief hit me uh, almost four years since my father died, and I'm still getting hit with waves of grief sometimes that come out of the blue. And when it passed and the tears had rolled and I just felt this spaciousness, I wanted to come and talk to you. Now, maybe that sounds weird, but what I want you to understand is that when my father died, and I was fresh in that feeling of, wow, this is real and this is going to happen to all of us. It also imbued me with this sense of fearlessness because I think that we all hold back and we try to look like everything's okay. And we hesitate about what we say to others, what we say to strangers, what we say to the people that are close to us. But these human experiences are things that we all go through. And at that time, I was feeling like life is short. And why hold back? Like, what have we got to lose? If you've died and you look back on your life, wouldn't you wish that you said what was in your heart, that you shared it? In the spirit of that, I came here with my heart broken open once again, to new levels of compassion for all that we go through as humans. And I want to share this for anyone who's grieving, for anyone who's lost someone no matter how long ago. I see you. I love you. I feel it. Here's my story. Thanks for listening. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz. I was born Nadia Markwardson. My father is Doug Markwardson, and he died 
almost four years ago. In April of 2019, um, my father got weak and I knew something wasn't right. It might seem surprising, but before that, I thought he was going to be okay. I thought he was healing, but he didn't heal. He declined rapidly, and on August 30th, 2019, Doug Markwardson, my father, died. Now, this is obviously a very emotional topic, one that is not new to my podcast. As many of you who have been listening for a while have heard me mention my father again and again, and I wanted to make a special episode just about him. So here we are, Doug Markwardson. He met my mother in Belgium in the 1960s, and they corresponded with each other for five years until my mother, Josiane, moved all the way from Belgium to Seattle she got on a plane and said, I'm going to Seattle. And they said, where? And she said, Seattle. And it was Seattle. She didn't speak a lot of English. But she was ready to see this man again. And three months later, they were married. So Josiane and Doug Markwardson got married in 1969. Their first daughter was born about a year later, two years later, another girl, and four years after that, last but not least, was me, Nadia Lynn Markwardson. I was raised in a suburb just outside Seattle, and my father had gotten into computers at a time when that wasn't really a thing. In fact, he wanted to be a truck driver <laughs> and he went to a friend of his father's who was in the truck driving business and said, I want to get into this business. And this man said to him, you know what? You're young. You've got your whole life ahead of you. You should get into computers. And he recommended a technical school. So my father went to school for computers, and he became a programmer. So when I grew up, we had some of those early home computers, those PCs, if you remember, back from the 80s. We had a Commodore VIC-20, uh, a VIC-20 and a Commodore 64 in our home, and my father was a computer programmer, and for a while I thought... I'm going to be a programmer too. And then I thought, you know what? I want to be a school teacher. And it's funny because those pieces still live inside of me in different ways. So 
I grew up in a suburb outside of Seattle. My father was a programmer originally for Seafirst Bank. He later went to work for Boeing. And he had a long career, just over 25 years for Boeing. And he was very proud of his job and his work there. He used to take us to um, family events uh, at uh, where they built all the planes. And we would come and we would get sack lunches and we could see the planes that were in progress and saw where my dad worked. And he showed us proudly the campus. And I love knowing that my dad was part of Boeing. Uh, his job was such a big part of his life. And one of the biggest things that he talked about. Now, of course, the other thing that he would say on a regular basis is family is everything. And when he was in his 30s and he had three little girls, he said, you know what? That was the best time of my life. That was a lot of fun. And I was the little one. I was the baby. <laughs> he called me his cutie. I miss my father terribly. And I tell you this because I know that you miss somebody. I know that grief is something that we all experience. And I don't think it should stay in the shadows. I think it should breathe. I think it should have the light of day. I think if we can embrace our grief, then maybe, just maybe, we can embrace life. This messy, beautiful, crazy life that has so much in it that feels like we don't control. And yet, we also have so much influence over what we experience, what it means to us. We all have memories that are special and precious. And I honor that in you. I honor that in me. So I wanted to talk about my father because as we approach April, once again, I am reminded of that last month of my father's life and my heart breaks all over again. I find it surprising, shocking, frightening that it still hurts so much that he's not here. And in some ways, it hurts more because it's been so long since I've seen him. Since we've sat in a room together, since I've hugged him, since he told me, you'll always be cutie to me. And while I have great faith that life continues, that our spirits are eternal, I still feel his presence, although it changes from day to day, from season to season. In a way, I think he lives in me, through me, with me, with my sisters and my mother. And maybe you have a similar experience. So if you're missing somebody or you lost somebody, no matter how long it's been, 
I send you love and I want you to know it's normal. So often we don't talk about these things. I'm inspired by people like Ram Dass who talked about death and dying and end-of-life care with such courage and love and compassion. His mission was to keep his heart open to the truth of all of it and sit in that space, holding space, when someone was dying. Now he has passed on and I miss him as well. And I find that these threads of grief are all tied together. There's my father, Ram Dass, Wayne Dyer, my grandparents, my aunts, and even the people who came before the ancestors that I didn't get a chance to know. And I love them all. They are all in me. And there's power in that, that our ancestors are in us. But it doesn't erase the pain. You can't escape grief. So as I approach April, the four-year anniversary of the last month of my father's life, I can't help but think of him more and more. And I remember things that I had forgotten, and I grieve for the years that my children didn't get to spend with him, didn't get to know their grandfather. And yet, he lives on in me. It's a paradox. There's a continuation. I wonder what it's like on the other side. One of my greatest teachers, Wayne Dyer, was fascinated with the next great adventure on the other side. I speak about him often. You know that I admire his teachings and his perspective, and I contemplate on his life. And for me, it's all tied together. I miss all of them. I love all of them. And here we are. It changed the way I look at life. I realized in every cell of my body, death isn't something that happens out there. It isn't something rare. It's normal and common and will come for all of us. And I don't say that to be morbid or defeatist, but to be real. And above all things, I value truth. I want to know what this life really is. And it changed for me when my father left, when he left his body. And I think I'm still processing that. So if you've lost someone, I don't know how long that has been for you, and it doesn't matter. 
I think we're always processing it. We grow to hold space for these losses. We come into deeper contact with our love for these people and the way that they shaped us, how they impacted our lives. And we can feel grief for people we didn't know. We can feel grief for the earth that's struggling. We can feel grief for the losses we hear about in the news, as they are many. My father made me feel safe. And I haven't felt safe since he left. Not in that way. Like he was an umbrella that offered protection and comfort and respite from a sometimes very dark world. I don't know why he left when he did. I thought we would have more years together. But I can tell you, he filled our lives with love. He had an amazing journey here on earth. And so many stories. You know, he was a man, I asked him, when I was studying angels with Kyle Gray, I said, Daddy, do you believe in angels? And he looked at me and he said, no, I know there are angels. He had this faith. He wasn't a big talker, but he had this faith. And when he would speak, it was either to make a joke or say something really profound. And I take great pride that his goofy, dry sense of humor has carried on in me. Now, I don't know how much you guys have seen that in the podcast, uh, but I do carry my father's sense of humor. Um, I think it's one of the reasons I like British TV so much. It's that dry sense of humor. Um, We actually used to watch Red Dwarf together for any of you Red Dwarf fans out there. It's a little bit of a a niche following. Um, We got into sci-fi when I was a kid. We used to watch uh, Star Trek as a family. Uh, First the original Star Trek and the next generation. And, uh, you know, there's a little nerd in me for sure. And I honor that. I'm thankful for the life that I had with my parents and the, the security that I felt, you know, I really can't complain. I had it good and I have it good. And the life that I've built with my husband and our two kids and, you know, we endeavor to follow our dreams and fill our life with love And while I may not be able to share that with my father in person today, he was there for the birth of my daughter. And he got to hold my son. And he got to see me as a mother. And I'm thankful for that. I feel like when he left, he looked at me and he was like, she's okay. She's got this. It's okay to let go. My daughters are okay. It's okay to let go. 
And I don't know for sure what happens in the afterlife, but I do know that we go on. I feel like it was a release for him, an expansion. And I don't pity him. I don't diminish that experience of transition. But the little girl in me was very, very sad to say goodbye to her father. Four years, folks. And sometimes that wave of grief still hits me. I'm no expert on grief. I can only speak from my own experience. I'm not a great studier of the concept. But I want to offer you all the compassion in my heart for whatever you feel in life, including grief. Never be ashamed of what you feel. Never feel like you have to hide what you're going through or put on a happy face. Those masks really don't serve us. I value authenticity above positivity every single day. That doesn't mean I don't ever feel positive. I do so much of the time. But when I do and I express it, that just means that it's real. So I come to you today, a little girl, all grown up with a family of her own, sending a little love to her father on the other side and sending a lot of love to all of you Whatever you may be grieving, whatever you may be feeling, whatever is coming up for you at this time, I want you to know it doesn't have to be all butterflies and roses and rainbows. We can make space for those difficult feelings too. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. Namaste. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.